Welcome to Short Course, episode 59, for April 26th, 2019. I'm your host, Ben Barry. This week on the podcast, I want to talk about something that I've come to call event-driven shooting. And this is sort of the answer to the conundrum of how fast should you visualize through a stage when you're shooting it. Some people say, go slower than real time and pack in as much detail as you can. Some people say, go full speed and try and program in the speed that you want to go. And others actually say that you should be going faster. And so I guess the idea being when you're actually shooting the stage, you're trying to sort of keep up that that sense of speed and that sense of urgency, maybe. Not sure. Don't quote me on that. But that's the idea. And what's interesting is people actually have success with all three. And anytime I see something like that, it tells me that there's something underlying it, some fundamental principle that makes all three actually successful in different ways. And as far as I can tell, what I found from my experience shooting competitively is that what actually goes into a good visualization is not necessarily the speed of the visualization, but the level of detail and the crispness of the detail. And so What this has actually resulted in is when I'm visualizing through a stage, a USPSA stage, before I shoot it, I'm really not consciously programming in any level of speed. And I would say when I'm doing a a beginning to end visualization of that stage, I'm really not thinking about how fast I'm going. What I think about instead are all of the small events that I need to happen at each step in a sequential almost storyboard or film strip or slideshow that depict getting from the beginning of the stage to the end. And there are a few things that are interesting to few facets of this that are that are worth talking about. The first is that it's it's iterative. So the first time I'm visualizing through a stage, it's it's very rough details. It's go to this spot, shoot these targets, reload, go to this next spot. As I visualize the stage more through more, especially if I get a chance to look at it more and really figure out sort of precise either target indexes or how I want to visualize my sights on each target, the, the sort of sight picture that I want to see on each target, then I'll, I'll add those in in successive passes, the metaphor being applying many thin coats of paint to the, the stage plan. One advantage of this is that if you have to shoot a stage with relatively little preparation, then you can shoot it with as many coats of paint, so to speak, as you have on the stage plan, and then that's that's what you get. And it will rarely be a, a terrible experience. Now, what you want to avoid, and this is very common, is really focusing on one array or one target or one aspect of the stage that seems really complicated and spending all your time either during the walkthrough before the stage or in your visualization thinking about that one particular aspect of the stage and just sort of figuring that you'll kind of figure the rest of the stage out. Because in my experience, what will happen is you will actually execute the part of the stage that you spent all your focus on. You'll do fine on that part, but you will neglect something, whether it's your round count or coming into a position facing the wrong direction or with too much momentum or getting mixed up in handling some prop, whatever it is that you took for granted when you were focused on that one piece, that one target, that one array, you'll end up neglecting the rest of the stage and a flub in that part of the stage that you took for granted will actually dominate your score and wipe out any gains that you made in in doing the one part that you focused on very well. And so part of the key is to 
to visualize the whole stage, not just pieces of it, but to to visualize the the whole thing as a as a sequence of actions, not as sort of discrete puzzle pieces that you that you clip together. It's it is it's it's a film strip. It's a it's a slideshow. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Everything is sequential, and each event is tied to the event after it. But what I found is the speed that you think about going from one event to the next is actually not all that important. I think that that's for two reasons. The first has to do with visual acuity and how your brain processes information. And what it boils down to is you're actually, when you're trying to index to a target or do do anything quickly, you're trying to meet a set of criteria before you can pull the trigger. So you need to have your grip established. You need to have your sights aligned. You need to have a, a good uh, purchase on the trigger with your trigger finger, that sort of thing. And as soon as all those conditions are met, you can shoot and you can hit the target and you can be accurate. But there's no actual need to, to program in trying to do those things quickly. What I find is the more precisely and detailed that your visualization is, the quicker you'll sort of step through each of those gates and establish the preconditions to then be able to shoot. And so it's more about priming your brain to look for each sequential step and accomplish them without hesitation, more so than with a sense of speed. Because the goal is not necessarily to be fast or faster than is necessary. You, you want to go as quickly as you can while meeting the requirements of whatever the target is or the distance you have to travel or, or whatever the task of the stage is. But the goal is not necessarily to be fast. The goal is to have the least wasted time. And the, the second thing that I'll say about feeling fast or, or perception of time is that in my experience, in the moment when you're shooting, your perception of time is completely unrelated to the reality of time around you. Instead, what you're feeling is either if you're doing something that feels out of control, then it'll feel fast. And if you're being patient and letting the sight settle, then it'll feel slow. But that doesn't actually tell you how fast or slow the thing is. You can have a run where you're just on the edge of, of out of control for the whole thing and it feels very fast. And you go back and watch it and you see that you've got a lot of wasted motion. You're overrunning positions. You're getting to a position not ready to shoot. You're, you're running so fast that your reload is fumbled and so you're, you're still reloading the gun when you should be shooting. All of those things feel fast. All of those things feel just slightly out of control but they end up adding up to a run that is slow. But on the other hand, you can have a run where you're being very patient. You're waiting for the sights to settle. Maybe there's a moving target and you hit an activator and it's the last target before you leave this position. And it feels like an eternity before that swinger comes out. You put two shots on it on the first swing and then you leave. But if you watch the video and you think about what the other alternatives are, you you could not short circuit that process. All you could do was be patient and be ready as soon as that target became available to shoot the required shots and then leave. And so even though it feels very slow because you're being patient, in reality, it is as fast as you could go. And so in my experience, any time that I have a run that feels slow, unless unless there's, so there's two kinds of slow. There's patient slow, and then there's wasteful slow. There's, oh man, it took me forever to pick up my mags off that barrel. Or it felt like I was running across this range forever because I wasn't moving very quickly. I was kind of hobbling along, trying to stick the reload while I was moving. There's that kind of slow, but then there's the general sense of 
well, that didn't feel fast. It didn't feel out of control. It didn't feel hair on fire. And I really, at this point, don't want to feel that that hair on fire feeling pretty much ever. Because to me, I've learned that means that I'm shooting out of control. And that's not... That's not where good results come from. Now, when I say out of control, I'm not saying, you know, spraying accidental discharges and mics everywhere, but just that I'm not letting the site settle the extra five hundredths of a second to go from being too Charlie to too alpha. It's it's that just shooting slightly before you're ready. If you want to use a, a musician's metaphor, it's when you're playing just ahead of the beat. And what you really want to go for is doing each thing as soon as possible, as soon as it is, as soon as you've met the minimum criteria to do it correctly, but no sooner. You know, let's take an example of, of shooting two shots on a target. If you're waiting for that that sight to return and and come back into the rear notch or, or however much sight picture you need to make that second shot, it is sort of a logical truism that if you break the shot before that front sight returns, Yes, it will be fast, but the shot's going to go somewhere that isn't the A zone because your sights are, you're waiting for the sights to come back and be lined up with the A zone. And so you can shoot before then, but it's going to be actively counterproductive because you're, you're going to be shooting before the gun has returned. So when I'm visualizing a stage, when I'm programming through all the events that I want to happen and the sequence that I want them to happen in, what I'm trying to do is give my brain, my subconscious mind, however you want to think about it, give myself a series of conditions. And at each condition, as soon as it's met, then I move on to the next thing. And so that may be that as soon as the buzzer goes off, my hand should feel a certain way grabbing the gun. And then I should feel my hands coming together and establishing the grip and then clamping down with the left hand and then my finger on the on the trigger and start working the double action. Now, Generally speaking, I'm not going to feel that and visualize that level of detail in every single stage plan because part of the purpose of practice is to lay down a series of defaults, a series of things that you can just rely on to happen every time. And then what you have to do in a stage plan when you're actually programming in some series of steps to accomplish a particular stage is you are taking those default settings, you could say, of how you draw the gun, how you grip it, how you pull the trigger. And you're overlaying on top of them exactly what you need to see for this given stage. And so for me, in most cases, that consists mostly of visual markers of where I want to move to or physical markers about sort of I want to take a big step here or I want to move until I feel my toes lined up in this particular way with the fault line. And then from there, I go to the first target, line up my sights, and in my mind's eye, in a really well-visualized stage plan, I will actually see my sights lined up in the way that I want them to be on that target. But playing into the idea of patience and, and not being out of control, I want to I want to go through each step. I want my foot to be in the right spot, and then my grip to be established, and then bring the gun up, line up the sights, break the shot, each thing in rapid succession, not trying to... To, to rush everything all together, but by programming in that series of events, whether I visualize them full speed, half speed, it, it really, there, there is no speed. If, if there's a more, if there's a more detailed section of the stage where there's more going on, then there will sort of be more events in that section of the stage. And then it may be that the next thing that I have to do is 
reload the gun and run over somewhere and it's a very easy visual marker and so that part of the stage plan i can just rely on sort of my default programming everything that i've practiced okay after i engage this target and then transition to the popper then reload and run over there and that's that's enough that's the right level of precision and the right level of detail that i can fall back on my practice because i have good confidence in how my reloads go and how my movement go that i don't really have to visualize those pieces of it. What I will visualize is where my destination is, where I'm moving to, whether it's a a break in the PVC pipe or with my right foot lined up with the left side of a barrel or something. But again, the idea is that is the next event and I trust my subconscious shooting, whatever you want to call it. I trust myself to, as long as I've defined the next event with sufficient clarity and with no hesitation so that after each array, after each event, the next one is programmed in. So it's a sequence. It's a chain, one linked into the next to the next to the next. If I visualize the chain with each event connected to the next one and the next one and the next one, starting at the beginning and, and going on to the end, and with enough detail, with enough visual clarity about exactly what I need to see, exactly what I need to feel, whether it's my toes on the fault line, my hands on the gun, the abandon my knees and anything like that it as soon as i create that chain of events then my body my mind is going to be hungry to satisfy the next one as soon as one is completed and so for example this is actually one of the ways that i know that i'm ready to shoot a stage that i that i really feel like i have the the stage plan down is when i can actually go through event by event not necessarily at any fixed Uh, slower than real time, faster than real time, but just event by event, each thing, each marker, each feeling is linked invariably to the next. So as I do each thing, my brain is immediately thinking of the next one and the next one and the next one. And so without any hesitation of sort of coming into position and going, wait, which target do I want to start on? I'll I'll have every, the, the, the hardcover pattern of every target or the spacing between the targets in my mind. And so when I come in, I have a a sort of snapshot of what the targets should look like, which one my gun should go to, what my sight picture should look like on that target, and then just just advance from target to target to target in whatever order I've decided makes sense to, to shoot them in. And the goal here is not to feel like I can program in any level of speed or to try and achieve, you know, to, to push beyond what I think is, is within my capability. It is to program a series of events and, and that, that linked chain one to the next with, with so little hesitation that I'm just executing one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Now I mentioned earlier, this idea of having a set of default sort of modes or operations that, that just come naturally. So when you draw the gun, that just comes naturally. You practice that in dry fire, you practice it in live fire, and you can just sort of visualize in a draw, and you don't have to, to have every little detail visualized in. Now, if it's a stage where I'm starting with my hands in a kind of a goofy start position, if it's a a you know hands touching the sides of barrels or fingers touching a X's on walls or something, then I will add in a little bit more emphasis on that draw. I will cue my brain and and visualize in a little bit more detail about exactly the path that my hand should take to the gun, because that's not covered by the default programming. And if I try to just rely on the default programming, most of the time I'm going to not do as good of a job as I could. Now, if I dry fired that regularly, then it may be that that would be something that became 
something that I could just trust to the defaults. But it's not something I do just because it doesn't come up in matches that often. And it's something that I'm comfortable adding into the visualization of, a, of an individual stage, just because stages tend to vary widely enough. But one note of caution here about relying on your default operation is that there are certain things that you don't want every time. So the most common example is in production, every time your feet are moving, you're reloading. And what I have found is you can't visualize in, in this sort of chain of events, in this, in this order of visual snapshots that you're programming your, your subconscious mind to follow during the stage, you cannot visualize not doing something. What you have to do instead is visualize doing something instead of the thing that you don't want to do. So to use the example of not reloading, let's say that there is a position where in production I know that I'm going to be tempted to reload. So it's, you know, I go over to the left side of the stage and there are two targets there and then I run five feet to my right and there's a port with two more targets there and then I want to reload leaving that that second port. What you have to do instead is give your conscious mind something that overrides that default. And so in the case of something like a reload, generally speaking, that for me is something like visualizing keeping my hand on the gun making an emphasis to sort of lock my eyes straight to the next place that I want to move to. Potentially, if it's something where I can get the gun up early as I'm coming around some barrier or some you know barrel or something like that, then I will visualize keeping the gun up. But whatever it is, I have to visualize something in place of that. Otherwise, I will fall into that default mode and I will do that reload just because that's what I practice. That is, that is 90% of the time that I'm going out and shooting when I'm moving positions at, at a match, I'm going to be sticking a reload. And that is, it, it's a blessing and a curse. It is something that you should be aware of and use to your advantage so that you can have a sort of economy of visual images in your, in your stage plan. So it is convenient when in a normal stage, you want to take advantage of that. And you can just trust that as your feet start to move, that you'll do the reload and have the gun loaded when you get to the next position it saves you having to visualize that detail into the plan and you can spend your time visualizing on other elements of the stage. So it's good in that sense. You don't want to completely eradicate this instinct. Although I definitely do in practice work on visualizing and executing movements without doing the reload. But that's more about when the time comes for me to program that in as an exception during a stage, I want it to be a very familiar feeling. I want it to to be something where I can think about it's not a it's not a foreign feeling to push out of position keeping my hands on the gun transitioning to some position keeping the gun up as I'm coming around some vision barrier that kind of thing I want it to be familiar not necessarily the default but if I can if I can have it so that when I need to switch that on it's a tool in my toolbox that's that's the goal that I want to have but ultimately, I think if, if there's one way to, to unify all this, the, the thing that underrides a lot of this is the idea that going fast is not about doing things quickly. Going fast and shooting quickly is not about individual actions being fast. It's very easy to, to have very busy shooting where you're doing a lot of unnecessary motion and, and unnecessary actions and dropping the gun low and flicking the mag out of the gun and doing all those busy things that each each individual action is fast, but the overall run is slow. 
that's not what being fast is. Being fast is all about eliminating all the all the wasted motion, eliminating all the inefficient motion. It's about taking out everything that isn't absolutely necessary to accomplish the goal of going to every spot and putting two holes in every target and knocking down every steel target. If you can cut everything else out, then all that's left is a fast run. And so a fast draw is not a draw where you're going to break the sound barrier with your muzzle as it comes out of the holster. A fast draw is one where you get your hand to the gun in an efficient straight line, establish the grip quickly and without having to adjust it or move the gun in your hand as you're drawing. You bring it straight out to the target, your left hand comes in and meets it somewhere along the way, and then as soon as the gun finishes its journey up to the firing position, you're ready to pull the trigger and shoot. It's not it's not about being fast or visualizing it fast. It's about making a series of actions that as you step through them without hesitation, there's nothing in there that you didn't that you didn't plan, and there's nothing in there that's not needed, and all you're doing is stepping through each individual piece to accomplish the goal of the stage without hesitation, without wasted movement. Well, that wraps up this episode of Short Course. I post videos for my matches at youtube.com slash USPSA. My email is podcast at barryshooting.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, consider buying a shirt at barryshooting.com slash shop. Talk to you next time.